Throughout the entire month of October, they're donating 50% of their sales of orange and vanilla all-in rum and pink can koozies. Visit Swamp Fox Distilling downtown Pendleton and buy yours today. They make great Christmas presents, too. Swamp Fox Distilling at 128 Exchange Street, downtown Pendleton, open Thursday through Saturday from 2 to 7 p.m. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. What do bird dogs and lizards have in common? They're some of the fine eats at the chicken basket. That's right. And the most delicious fried chicken, too. Give us a try or give us a call. The Chicken Basket, Highway 24 in Anderson, 226-3242. So as you guys know, Mark's gone. The float artist at Fred's Floral just took off days before the parade. They need a replacement before business passes them by. And who am I going to get to finish the float? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need it. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Back to school can be a time of high anxiety for parents, students, and teachers. CBD has been shown to help fight anxiety the natural way. And with a variety of options, the professionals at Upstate Hemp will help find a product that is right for you and your specific needs. Upstate Hemp also offers an everyday discount to all students and teachers. Visit them today at 225 South Pendleton Street in Easley and check out their Facebook page at Upstate Hemp for product information, special deals, hemp education, and more. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody. Mark Childress here for the Mark Childress Show. It's Monday, October the 4th, season three of the show, episode number 64. How the heck are you? Hope you're having a great night. I'll be taking you right up until 8 o'clock. Tiger calls with Coach Dabo Sweeney. Don Munson will be there as well. One of my favorite shows of the week. Always learn something from Dabo. There has been some breaking news here in the last few minutes. I will get to that in just a minute as we talk Clemson football, college football, NFL. We're going to talk about the Braves. Some breaking news on the Braves here this afternoon as well that we can discuss. A couple of guests jumping on with me before we hit the top of the next hour. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk will be joining me in the next segment. Always love catching up with him. He's got a fresh perspective on things and uh, should be good to, to talk with him. And then Fax and Childress will jump on at 7.50. We'll talk Braves, a little bit of Monday night football, and some other things going on this evening. Uh, before I jump into some of the Clemson news, you know, Walt was talking at the end of his show about how unfair it is in Major League Baseball that San Francisco Giants and Los Angeles Dodgers could win, what, like 106 and 105 games respectively, and one of them has to play in the wild card game. That's the Dodgers. And he ranted and raved, hey, that's not fair, man. This is, I think he called it stupid. I think it's awesome because it helps my Braves. It's going to eliminate, hopefully, the Dodgers' 
and the Braves don't have to mess with them. And that's a good thing. And then the Dodgers will have to play the Giants and beat one of them. So I think the Braves got a really good draw with the Brewers. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. I'm excited about that. Um, and the, the playoffs will be getting going later this week. But I'm glad because it helps my Braves. So whether it's stupid or not, whether it doesn't make any sense, doesn't matter to me. I'm hoping the Cardinals take down the Dodgers Wednesday night and get them the heck out of the National League race because it gives the Braves a better chance. Hey, Vibe Broadband phone lines are open. This segment, 864-654-7627. Saw a number of you at the Tiger Tailgate show over the weekend. A number of listeners came over and said hello to me at Swan Pavilion over at Tiger Town Tailgate. Um, thanks so much for swinging by. And each one of you, I think, said, hey, man, I'm going to call you Monday. So feel free to jump in in this first segment if you like. Might be able to squeeze you in in segment number three as well. So some breaking news that has run down the chain in the last couple of hours. Don't know if you saw it. Don't know if you didn't see it. But Clemson running back, Kobe Pace. Boy, he played well on Saturday. He earned ACC running back of the week honors for his performance which is absolutely fantastic. Pace recording a career-high 125 yards on 18 carries. Had the long touchdown run early in the game. Can you believe that's the first 100-yard rushing effort of the season for the Tigers? Man, we got spoiled by Travis Etienne. He also had a career-long rush of 59 yards. Had that great reception as well. Remember on that screen pass, and he took it 33 yards. So he had a really good day on Saturday and was rewarded by the ACC today as running back of the week. Also, B.T. Potter. B.T. Potter, war daddy. War daddy on Saturday, pretty much won Clemson the game. He was selected today as one of the three Lou Groza Awards stars of the week. He tied his career high in field goals going four for four. Clemson only scored 19 points in the game. B.T. Potter had 13 of them. That's a pretty good day at the office. And listen, I love seeing B.T. kick the football. I love seeing BT score points. The less BT we see for the rest of the season because we're putting up touchdowns instead of field goals, that's a good thing. In fact, I saw this stat. This is jaw-dropping to me. This came from David Hale at ESPN this week. I think he put it out either yesterday or earlier today. Touchdowns through five games for Clemson in the playoff era. So let's look at each of the last seven seasons and then this one. And how many touchdowns has Clemson scored through their first five games? 2020, just last season with Trevor Lawrence. In the first five games, in the first five games, Clemson scored 31 touchdowns. 31 touchdowns in five games to start last season. 2018, Clemson had 24 touchdowns. Same as in 2019. So in 2018 and 19, Clemson scored 24 TDs. In their first five games. Last year, 31. This season, 12. 12 is all they've scored so far. And 2015 and 2016, back with Deshaun, they had 21 each of those seasons in their first five games. 12 touchdowns in the first five games. Now, let's take a counter look at another team in the ACC real quick, and then we'll get back to Clemson. In the first five games in 2019, Joe Burrow, LSU, they scored 34 touchdowns. Many consider it the best offense in college football, maybe ever, definitely in the last decade or so. Last season's uh, Alabama football team scored 30 
touchdowns through the first five games. We just said Clemson scored 31. Shows you how incredible these offenses are. There's a team in the ACC that has scored just as many touchdowns through five games as that Joe Burrow-led LSU team did in 2019, and that's the Pitt Panthers behind Kenny Pickett. They have 34 touchdowns already. Clemson has 12. Pitt has 34. Clemson has 12. That is the game that I am circling. I'm not going past the Syracuse game after the bye week next Friday night, but I am looking at that Pitt game, and that is going to be Waterloo for this Clemson Tiger team. And that's why it's great that this bye week is coming right now. Clemson can rest up, hopefully get healthier. Got some injury updates for you here in just a second. Then you've got, you know, the short week, but you have the bye week in advance before you go up to Syracuse, which you played up there Friday a number of years ago. It did not go well. But Clemson smashed Syracuse the last couple times they played them and are much better than Syracuse and should win that game. So I'm assuming the Tigers take care of business against Syracuse. Then they'll have that extra day to prepare for the Pitt Panthers, and they're going to go up and play at Pitt for the first time. That is going to be the season right there. That's the linchpin to me. Clemson's 3-2 and two right now. They beat Syracuse, they're 4-2. and two. That Pitt game, because Pitt might be the best team in the ACC right now. I know about Wake Forest as well, but I think Pitt might be better. That's the one. Clemson finds a way to get past that one. I still think you've got a chance to run the table this season. I really do, especially if you continue to improve. Because you've got some teams that are not very good. You still get to play UConn. You still get to play Florida State. Again, you've got Wake Forest at home. And then you've got the Gamecocks at the end. I think there's a chance, but that's going to be interesting. But just think about that. Clemson's only got 12 touchdowns through five games, and Pitt has 34. Absolutely unbelievable. All right, injury updates. Some good, some not so good. Let's start with the not so good. Freshman quarterback slash wide receiver Will Taylor. Remember, he got hurt early in the game against Boston College. Season-ending knee injury confirmed this afternoon by Dabo. This was his quote. It's just been a crazy year from that standpoint, talking about injuries. Like most ACLs, non-contact, just stick your foot in the ground and I've seen it a million times. Hopefully, Will will be able to get back in some of the baseball season in the spring. No doubt he will come back better than ever. So it's not just hurting the Clemson football team. It's also going to impact his ability and availability for baseball. Just an absolute disaster for the Tigers. Will Taylor been getting a lot of press. Such an elite athlete. Again, there really hasn't been a place for Will so far. He had a dynamic punt return, remember, earlier this season. And you've used him on special teams. And they tried to find a way to get him in, in a little bit for the Wildcat. And they've also tried to find a way to just get him on the field. He's just one of those athletes that you want to find a way to get him the ball on the field when you can. That is not going to be an option for Clemson going forward. So disappointing news there. But a little bit better news on some other fronts. Braden Galloway and Justin Ross, remember, injured against Boston College. Both of them are currently in concussion protocol, which is not great, but because of the bye week, it gives them some extra time. Dabo said, quote, we got a lot of guys who would have a hard time playing this week. Thankfully, Clemson doesn't have to play this week. I do not recall a time 
in recent memory where a bye week came at a better time than is coming right now for this Clemson Tigers team. Not only some extra days to be able to put everything together, hopefully see some improvements on the offensive end, things like that, but to get healthier. Dabo also mentioning in his press conference Fred Davis and his ankle, Mario Goodrich and his groin, Malcolm Green and his shoulder, and Will Putnam and his toe. They're all battling injuries, but he hopes to have them back by this weekend. It's going to be a little bit different practice schedule with the bye week and then the short week the next week. So there will be a practice on Sunday this weekend, and that would be like a normal Monday because the schedule is pushed up a day. Hoping to get those four guys back. So if you get Davis, Goodrich, Green, and Putnam back, if you can get Ross and Galloway out of concussion protocol, that's a lot better than it felt on Saturday. Because it felt like at times that everybody on the team almost was injured for the Tigers. And I really paid attention to the wide receivers in the second half of the game where Ross was out. EJ Williams was struggling. He was limping. Like, he was limping on and off the field a lot of times, right? You take um, the, the tight end out of the game. Because of targeting, you've already lost Braden Galloway. I'm not making any excuses at all. But there were a lot of weapons that were not on the field for Clemson in the second half of that game for DJ Uyunglele and the Tigers on Saturday. And I think that played a much bigger factor in the second half of that game than people thought. You're bringing in your third and fourth string tight ends at that point. You're going much further down the depth chart, right? Frank Ladson was banged up a little bit. I think he tried to give it a go. So you're missing Ross, Ladson, and essentially E.J. Williams. You're taking some starters out of the lineup. I think that played a much bigger factor. But I like the improvements that I saw on offense. I think Clemson got a little bit too conservative in the second half. But if you look back over the years, Clemson always gets conservative in the second half with the lead, even in these closer games where they, I feel like they literally get into don't turn the ball over mode. And if we can work our way down the field and run some clock and not turn the ball over, our defense has been shutting them down all day, and the defense will find a way to do it again. And that's exactly what happened. There have been games like that over the last few years. That's exactly what we saw the other day. And people cracking on the defense for the last couple of possessions in the game, you've got to remember that as well. That is what Venables does. Go back to the national championship win over Alabama in 2018, or the playoff win over Ohio State in 2019. It was Clemson's red zone defensive efficiency that really was the story of the game. Both of those teams got tons of yards. But when they got into that shorter field down there, 20-yard line, red zone, and in, that's when Venables is at his best. That's when his defenses are at their best, when they have that shorter field, can't beat over the top, and he can control things a little bit better. He did that again on Saturday. Whether you like it or not, I feel like the conservative play calling and the trust in Venable's defense is what ended up getting them the win. Did they get a break? Sure. Got a break with the fumble. But the defense was elite and played really well all day. And a win is a win. I mean, you know I'm a glass half full guy. Very pleased. Very pleased. Now with DJ Uyunglele, missed a few passes. Felt like he threw a couple of passes away, which was a smart thing to do. His receivers dropped a few passes. There were a couple of hit guys right in the hands that they couldn't come up with. I saw this stat earlier today as well. 
yards per drop back in FBS. McCall from uh, Coastal Carolina is averaging 11.51 yards per drop back. That's first in the country. DJ Uyunglele averaging 4.79. That's 110th in the country. 110 in the country is where DJ is. But again, felt like that he was better. I still think DJ struggles in the RPO. There are times where I felt like Uyunglele could have kept the ball on some of the RPO runs, handed it off instead of keeping it. That could have been big yards. The final possession offensively for Clemson, if you remember, they ran it twice. And then a really good play call I felt like from Tony Elliott, where they fake the handoff, they get DJ out of the pocket, and he was going to throw a little quick pass to the tight end. Kudos to Boston College. They had it covered. Now, DJ could have just put his head down and run at that point, and he would have had a chance to get the first down. There was a missed block, so there was a guy there, but he hesitated when the route was covered, and that little hesitation cost him any chance to get the first down. That's why Boston College got the ball back. But again, just getting nitpicky on a couple of things. Just nitpicky on a couple of things. I personally was pleased that they got out of there with a win. And, folks, this season is not going to be like last season. It's not going to be you know like the first couple of seasons before that. It's going to be different. Clemson is going to have to grind out wins. They're going to have to rely heavily on their defense. And they're going to have to hopefully have enough healthy bodies to be able to get out there on the offensive side. And that'll be interesting to watch. All right, coming up next segment, my friend from Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan, is going to hop on board with me. We'll continue to dissect the NC State game from over the weekend, or pardon me, the Boston College game from over the weekend. We'll talk injuries, and we'll start looking forward to the Syracuse game. This is the Mark Childress Show. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selections of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. I'm Malcolm. I'm a commercial cash management specialist, but I'm also a leader and a musician. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Malcolm or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Get 0 for 72 on a new F-150 at Fairway Ford. That's right. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F-150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in-stock trucks and get 0 for 72 or special order your new 2021 F-150 and lock in 0 for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in-stock and special order F-150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com. It's fall in a savings time at AgPro, and it's the perfect time to land a John Deere 1023E tractor with loader for just $204 per month, or a powerful 1025R tractor with loader for just $235 per month. Stop by your home team AgPro, and we'll help you tackle your fall chores with a time-saving, money-saving John Deere. Visit agproco.com to see all the fall into savings offers. Offer ends 103021, subject to approved credit. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. 
For over 30 years, Tigertown Graphics has been Clemson's source for one-of-a-kind t-shirts, fleece shirts, ponchos, and everything else that's authentically Clemson. And when we say authentic, we really mean authentic. Who knows fans better than fans themselves? Made in Clemson by Tiger fans for Tiger fans. With tons of new designs each year, Tigertown Graphics is your go-to for everything Clemson. There's something for everyone. Visit Tigertown Graphics in downtown Clemson. Did you know Cascade Platinum is so powerful you can load dirty dishes in the dishwasher without a pre-rinse? That's right. Unlike other detergents, Cascade Platinum has 50% more cleaning power with enzymes that break down food particles. It even works in your dishwasher's quick wash cycle. So skip the pre-rinse and switch to Cascade Platinum with 50%. Have you heard the phrase, the calm before the storm? Well, that mold in your bathroom or ceiling stains might be a warning sign of roof damage that could cause bigger, costly issues in the future. Give yourself peace of mind knowing your roof's got you covered with the best protection throughout all of the seasons. Don't ignore it any longer. Fix it with one simple call today. Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. Times are tough, and with uncertainty comes fear of the unknown. Whether you're a business owner, single investor, or retiree, KiaWe Financial in Clemson is here to help alleviate your worries with guided financial advising services that are thorough, educational, and consistent. Plan for your future through investments, insurance options, and financial planning services to help you fulfill your most valued goals. Schedule your free consultation at 654-5043. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance Incorporated, otherwise unaffiliated with KiaWe Financial. Hi, this is Jeff with the Pound Cake Man in Clemson. Now that school is back in session, it's time to get ready for fall sports and tailgating. And the perfect ending for your meal is a tasty made-from-scratch pound cake from the Pound Cake Man. We've got over 80 different flavors to choose from in whole cakes or cupcakes, regular, gluten-free, or dairy-free. We also offer free delivery anywhere in the Clemson area so we can surprise a student or office on a special occasion. Check out our bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson or our website, lbcakes.com. Order online or give us a call. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious. Whether it's lunchtime, dinner time, or sometime in between, Your Pie Clemson has cheesy signature pastas, freshly made pizzas, paninis, refreshing salads, and gelato, sure to satisfy your cravings. Visit Your Pie from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily at 111 Earl Street, downtown Clemson, where you can dine on the patio or order to go. Their staff has implemented extra precautions to make sure your dining experience is as health-conscious and delicious as possible. It's fresh and just the way you like it. We'll see you at Your Pie Clemson. Where else can you get the nation's best in talent evaluation, scheme breakdown, and all the insight to making a winning football team? That's right, only on Road Rage with Walt Deptula. Every day from 3 to 7 p.m., right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show, hanging out with you until the top of the hour when Dabo Sweeney, Don Munson will be here for Tiger Calls. Just talked about in the last segment how Dabo has been uh, updating everybody on the injury situation, and most of the updates were really, really good. I'm sure we'll have a couple of more nuggets uh, in Tiger Calls later tonight because Dabo finds a way to either tell an entertaining story or provide information that we don't have yet every single week. Time to bring in my buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, how's your Monday been? 
Hey, man, pretty good. How about you guys? Kind of weird with no football, you know, coming up this weekend for Clemson. But at this point, given the way they've played, I think Tiger fans are excited about a little bit of a rest. And there was marginal improvement last weekend. So I think, you know, most people are hoping they'll build on that. Yeah, Lawton, I was talking a little bit about that in the last segment. Um, I'm a glass-half-full guy. Talk about that all the time. I thought there were a lot of things to be really excited about or ways to build on things, right? I mean, Clemson is not going to be the team this year that they've been in previous seasons. They're going to have to find a way to grind out some wins. I even had this stat from David Hale. I'm guessing you saw this on Twitter today. Last season, Clemson, through five games, had 31 touchdowns, Lawton. This season, Clemson has 12 They've only scored 12 touchdowns in the first five games. It's almost a miracle they're 3-2. and two. Oh, it really is. And, and DJ's numbers are the ones that really stand out at you, I think, more than anything, because you're talking about a kid who was projected by national analysts to be in competition for the Heisman Trophy. And, you know, sitting there right now at under 800 yards passing, and we're getting ready to hit the halfway point. Like, I think the expectations that were put out there, Mark, from guys like Trevor Lawrence and guys like, Deshaun Watson before him, you know, the expectation for a lot of people is DJ was going to throw for 35, 3,800 yards. And maybe even some of that came from what DJ did a year ago uh, in a couple of ball games, especially that game at Notre Dame where he threw for nearly 500 yards. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think that, you know, as, as analysts, as fans, as people who have watched this program up close and personally, you kind of expected that trend to continue. But to see him there with three touchdowns, three interceptions, and the offense just not clicking. You know, if it's DJ hitting a guy perfectly with a beautiful pass, the wide receivers can't catch it. Then you have the the other you know kind of side of that is there'll be a guy that you know DJ will throw the ball a little bit high and he just can't get to it. So if it's not one thing, it's the other. I kind of equated it to my old car, man. I think I said this to you a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't know where to start. You know, do I start on the interior, the exterior? Do I get new tires? Do I need to do engine work? That's kind of what it feels like with Clemson. Like, there's so much going on now offensively. I can't exactly say, hey, you got to pinpoint this. At least the offensive line looked a little bit better this weekend. And I think Phil Moffa's uh, probably as good as advertised based on what we saw from him in his first opportunity as well. Yeah, I would as we continue on with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. You know, Clemson, so I'm not making excuses. I'm in agreement with everything that you said. I mean, DJ missed a couple of passes that he should have hit, um, a number that I remember. There were a couple times where he threw the ball away, where he didn't have a whole lot, where I feel like that there are some elements of the fan base that see any pass that isn't right at a guy just as a horrible throw from DJ. There are times where he just dumps one out of bounds or, or maybe just throws one away effectively on the field. Um, and there were also a number of... Um, uh, drops. I mean, Ngata had that one late. I mean, if if Ngata catches that pass late in the game, like down at the one yard line, which he, you know, most times I feel like he would have had. I feel like everybody might have felt differently about the the entire way that the night went. But again, you didn't have Justin Ross. You lost your top two tight ends. I don't know if you saw EJ Williams hobbling around out there because uh, I know you couldn't make the game this past Saturday. EJ Williams was having trouble staying on the field. They tried to get uh, Ladson out there. He stayed in, I think, for like two plays. I mean, when you take a lot of your top weapons away it doesn't make things any easier and I do think that and again of course you lost Shipley he didn't even play so you take a lot of the weapons away and I felt like that was a much bigger part of some of the offensive struggles this weekend than people are making just because of how poorly they've looked four games before that well and then you add in today Davo Sweeney dropping the news with Will Taylor of course we had heard that yeah. that was probably going to be coming out with the ACL and 
Will was certainly a shifty kid there in, in the first couple of weeks of the season. That reminded me a little bit of Hunter Renfro, and, and I think his future is very bright, not only on the football field, but also on the baseball diamond. But with that injury, you know, there's a recovery time that comes along with it, as we are all well aware. But I think you're all over it. I mean, injuries have certainly bitten this team. You, you know, you also have the fact that Lynn J. Dixon decided to get into the transfer portal the week before you have Will Shipley get injured, and that kind of creates this uh, situation that you've got at running back. But at least, like I said, Moffa looked good. Uh, Kobe Pace, 125 yards. You have to be uh, thankful that he's uh, as you know, productive as he was this past weekend. And, you know, again, it, it over 200 yards rushing, over 200 yards passing, but it, it, it just hadn't felt the same. Like, it's hard to really put it into perspective that you could put up a num- you know, numbers like that and, and even outperform Boston College offensively, but yet it just still felt like, you were so fortunate to survive. And that's exactly yeah. what this team was. I mean, they got fortunate that there was a bad snap later. I mean, how many people believe that if if Boston College hadn't made that mistake, that the Eagles weren't probably going to score there? I mean, they were just sort of trending towards the end zone. And I know that, you know, if ifs and buts and all that, and that's the way it all shook out. But my goodness, man, uh, for the people who were the people who were bored with blowouts and saying, man, I wish you could get some competitive <laughs> games. Hey, you, you got what you wish for because, I mean, these are some six-point victories here and there, a seven-point loss. I mean, it's been tight. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different things as we continue on with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. The team's just not going to be this season what they were last season. I mean, I think at this point we've seen enough, right? I mean, we're five games in. I think the offense is making some slow improvements. This is not a team that's suddenly going to start putting up 40 or 50 a game again. You still have an incredibly elite defense, even with the loss of the two defensive tackles in the middle. Can you just find a way to keep on winning some games? I mean, I, I think Syracuse is a team that is significantly worse than Boston College and NC State. Not saying that it's an easy cakewalk for Clemson, but I do think they'll have an easier time with Syracuse than they have these last couple of weeks. It's that Pitt team the week after that, and I I talked about the season Kenny Pickett's had. Pitt has 34 touchdowns already. 34 touchdowns in five games. That ties 2019 LSU and Joe Burrow. Clemson has 12. So you talk about completely different opposite styles of what's going on. One of the best offensives in the country versus one of the best defenses in the country that's the clash that I'm looking towards down the road that is the one that I'm worried about. But if Clemson can find a way to get past Pitt, I mean, Lawton, you can still go 10-2. and two. You can still go to the ACC championship game. I know that's saying a lot, and I'm being super optimistic, but there is a path there still. You had to win this past Saturday, and you found a way. Just keep stringing them together. I think this team can do it. Well, I was talking with William Qualkenbush a little bit earlier about this. And, and my thing, and you brought up LSU, and I think it's a great point. Like, in previous seasons, uh, this Clemson team, I think, could have played anybody's schedule in the country and, and won 10, 11, 12 games. Like, I think they were yeah. elite, top level, no matter what league you put them in. If you gave them LSU's schedule this year, the way they have played, I don't know if they would have beat UCLA. I don't know if they beat Mississippi State or Auburn or Kentucky or Florida or Ole Miss or Alabama or Arkansas or Texas A&M. Like if Clemson had to play LSU's schedule this year, just based off what I have seen, I don't know how good they would do, Mark. I don't know that they'd win four games. I mean, that's just based off of how they played. Now, some yeah. people have said to me, well, maybe they're playing to the level of their competition. You know, that's a phrase you hear quite a bit as well. And, uh, you know, there may be some 
there may be some validity to that. But based on what we've seen this season, this team would struggle against everybody because they're, they're struggling to score. And they'd really struggle against good teams because those teams typically have defenses. And if you're struggling to score already, when you go up against a great defense, uh, you're probably not going to put any points on the board, a la what we saw in that opener against Georgia, which arguably might still be, you know, when you look at how good the Bulldogs have been, might be the most surprising result of the year, that this team offensively was taking on the Georgia Bulldogs as stagnant as they have been, still couldn't do a whole lot, but managed to have a ball game that was won by a pick six. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that to me might be the biggest indicator of you know what this team could potentially be if they could get the ball rolling offensively. They might have been they might have won that game if they had just a, a a pulse on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, it's going to be interesting and uh any of the the points that you're making, any of the points my make uh, I'm making as we continue on with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk at Clemson Sports on Twitter, they're they're perplexing, right? I mean, I, I feel like there's just a constant head shaking that's going on. You know, hey, maybe it's maybe it's the wide receivers aren't catching the ball enough. Uh, maybe it's the play calling. It just seems like everyone is grasping for answers, and there's no easy answers. And again, you talk about a team that you know has looked as bad as they've looked. You almost have one of the best losses of the season by taking Georgia right down to the wire, a team that has literally just steamrolled everybody yeah. since then. So up is down, left is right. I mean, I saw this stat uh, earlier as well in college football from Phil Steele. 34 losses by ranked teams through five weeks. That's the most in the AP poll era since back to 1936. There's a lot of ranked teams that are losing games. There's a lot of teams that are playing football that is not very good right now. I still think... Still think everybody in the country is going to lose this year. I still think, and I've said it from before week one, I'll go back and pull the tape. I think there's a really good chance a two-loss team goes to the playoffs this year. I think the chaos is going to continue. Well, Penn State got close back in, what, 2015, 2016, of being a two-loss team, and they yep. won the Big Ten. I mean, what Clemson's got to start doing now, though, and, and again, it's the eye test, right, because that's what people are going to have to say, like, at the end oh, of the yeah. year, if you've got two losses, it's going to say, hey, what's the eye test look like? The thing about it is, and I think most people will agree, even though it's been uh, out of sync, out of rhythm, whatever you want to call it, uh, the entire year on the offensive side of the ball, it also feels a little bit like if they were to start clicking and they got a little confidence and DJ started feeling a little bit better about himself. And it was good to see him working out after the ball game, even late, you know, just to, to go out there and figure out the, the things that he knows are going on within himself. But if you get to the point where this team's looking really good and playing really confident, Mark, they're more than capable of probably obliterating everybody remaining on their schedule. I mean, they yes. are that much more talented, I think, than everybody that they face in this league. The problem is right now, they've got that little sputter. It's like they got a little, you know, you can have the best car in town, but you got a little water in the tank. Uh, you know, you're going to sputter out of the gates. And that's kind of where Clemson is. I think if they can clean some of those things up, get some confidence, Look, I'm with you. I think, you know, they can win the remaining games on their schedule, play in the ACC championship if they're fortunate enough to have NC State drop a couple of ball games, and then, you know, look ahead towards possibly a, a big six bowl game and maybe even bigger and better things because this year has been kind of crazy. But it all comes down to, in my opinion, Clemson's offense getting it right moving forward. And, you know, it's just become this pattern of low scoring. you got to hold on at the end and hope that Brett yeah. and that defense can save the day. And, that's one of those things that, you know, I think Tiger fans, after seeing those blowouts for so many years, have just said, man, this is this is tough sledding, if you will. They're NC State. 
they always lose a couple of games. They're, you know they're going to lose a couple of games this year. I mean, mark the tape on that as well. They're going to have two ACC losses at least this year. So the path is still there. And again, I'm not saying Clemson's going to do that. I'm definitely not saying a two-loss Clemson team is going to the playoffs. But I am saying I think chaos is going to continue to reign in college football this year. And I am not passing judgment on the season until it's over. This team could be 11-2 and two in ACC champs. This team could be, you know, 6-6. Six and six. They could. It, neither one of them would surprise. Six and six would surprise me, but you know, eight and four would surprise me as well. But you never know. I, I'm still leaning towards thinking positive, one at a time. Get healthy, get rested up, go up and find a way against Syracuse, and then that pit game is going to be Waterloo for this Tiger team. Well, I believe I'm, I'm trying to look back. I want to get the right week for you, Mark, because I don't want to lie to you. But that Penn State team did not get ranked until the week of October the 23rd. They started the season two and two. They got crushed by a four, number four ranked Michigan team, uh, like forty nine to ten or something. I mean, they, they they were two and two to start the year. Now they had more obstacles in front of them that could build their resume. They had to play, I think, a number two ranked Ohio State team. That was the team that yeah. Clemson ended up annihilating thirty one nothing. But if you go back, that team from Penn State did not get ranked until they were five and two on October the twenty third. They finished fifth. So again, Clemson is obviously going to have some of the uh, the panache of what they've done. They just got to go out and look better. It's all about the eye test now because, you know, I don't think that, that people nationally, you saw them dropping the polls this past week, even with a victory, simply because they just don't look good right now. And that's a, yeah. that's a big deal with the voters, and it'll be a big deal in Grapevine, Texas, if Clemson continues to win. How do they look winning? No doubt. Uh, wrapping things up with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Uh, Lawton, real quick before you get out of here, content that we can expect from you in this really long gap between now and that Syracuse game. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, we've got Dabo Sweeney's uh, audio from earlier today. Typically his Sunday uh, session was on Monday today because of the off week. And then that game's on Friday, which is also just super weird. But, yeah, so we've got that coming up this week. And then uh, still getting into some of the recruiting, man. i tell you, it's been a – been a weird, weird time, and I think everybody's excited to get some of these recruits back on campus. And my buddy David Grooms from uh, David Grooms Photography does a great job for us on Saturday. So we got those photo galleries and more coming up for you. Sounds great, Lawton. Always fantastic catching up with you, man. Enjoy your bye week, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Mark, you're amazing, man. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Go check out ClemsonSportsTalk.com or at Clemson Sports on Twitter. Always has great content and I always appreciate his take. Coming up in the final segment, going to talk a little bit more Clemson football, but we're also going to lean over into one of my loves on this earth, the Atlanta Braves. I know you're a lot of Braves fans out there as well. We're going to talk Atlanta Braves. We're also going to talk a little bit of NFL. Facts and Childress will be joining me also in the final segment. This is the Mark Childress Show. If the circumstance is right and you're mistaken There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID with guidelines and regulations changing by the week. One thing is certain. You need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. 
Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selections of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerDissonOfAnderson.com. I'm Peg. I'm a senior trust officer, but also a gardener and listener. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Peg or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Parknationalbank.com. Get 0 for 72 on a new F-150 at Fairway Ford. That's right. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F-150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in-stock trucks and get 0 for 72 or special order your new 2021 F-150 and lock in 0 for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in-stock and special order F-150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com. Upstate Hemp in Easley is your one-stop shop for all things CBD. Enjoy outstanding customer service, hemp education, and a wide range of made-in-the-USA CBD products. Enjoy the family-friendly atmosphere and personalized service to find the right products at an affordable price to help with anxiety, insomnia, and inflammation. Offering oils with or without THC, gummies, edibles, teas, lotions, vape cartridges, pet products, and more. Visit Upstate Hemp and experience the difference at 225 South Pendleton Street, downtown Easley. Whether it's lunchtime, dinner time, or sometime in between, Your Pie Clemson has cheesy signature pastas, freshly made pizzas, paninis, refreshing salads, and gelato, sure to satisfy your cravings. Visit Your Pie from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily at 111 Earl Street, downtown Clemson, where you can dine on the patio or order to go. Their staff has implemented extra precautions to make sure your dining experience is as health-conscious and delicious as possible. It's fresh and just the way you like it. We'll see you at Your Pie Clemson. Dousing yourself and your family in bug repellent just to keep the mosquitoes away so you can enjoy your backyard isn't fun. Instead, try Mosquito Shield. Mosquito Shield uses their own exclusive blend that kills mosquitoes and creates a shield all around your yard. The shield irritates mosquitoes and propels them away. Now you're the one irritating the mosquitoes for a change. Sign up for a full year service in 2022 and they'll treat your yard for free for the rest of this season. To sign up, visit MoShield.com. That's MoShield.com. Mondays catch a bad rap, but they aren't that bad. Half the morning is spent telling everyone how epic your weekend was. Then you delete hundreds of emails. Next, a second cup of joe. And just when you think about working, looky here, it's lunchtime. And that means Mo Monday, where you can take your sweet old time to enjoy an awesome burrito, chips and salsa, and a drink for only $7.99. By the time you get back and stare at the clock, it's practically Tuesday. So liven up your Monday with a great Mo Monday deal. Hey, Tiger fans, your local Boys Camp Thrift Stores in Seneca and Westminster need your items to help bring hope and healing to boys in need through counseling, therapy, and life skills training. Donate your items for resale or shop their wide selection of gently used items at a great price. When you donate or shop with the Boys Camp Thrift Store, you're changing lives. Call today for a free large item donation pickup, like furniture and appliances, at 822-734-822-734. You can also visit fairplaycamp.org for store hours, volunteer opportunities, and more. 
For over 30 years, one family has owned and operated Roto-Rooter, helping thousands of home and business owners like you. That's what they do 24-7, 365, with a real voice to talk to when your plumbing issues become their plumbing issues. Rest easy knowing Roto-Rooter is there for you. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina for over 30 years. 288-7686, rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And we go troubles down the drain. Sip and save at Circle K with our great new drink subscription. Join Sip and Save today and enjoy one drink a day every day for just $5.99 a month. Enjoy your favorite Circle K ice-cold fountain drink, Froster, or freshly ground coffee every day. That's 30 drinks a month for only $5.99. So sip and save at Circle K. Sign up in-store or at CircleK.com. Circle K. Take it easy. I'm Dr. Frank Armacita, orthopedic surgeon with the Surgery Center at Pelham. I grew up in Clemson and graduated from Clemson University. My family and I proudly call the upstate our home. Our team at the Surgery Center at Pelham revolutionized the same-day total knee and same-day total hip replacement surgery. You'll be walking out the very same day and back home safely that night. Learn how our team can assist you with your joint pain today online at surgerycenteratpelham.com. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. He can absolutely move in a different direction quickly without warning. Where every day is game day. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show, taking you up to Tiger Calls at the top of the hour with Dabo Sweeney, Don Munson. Always a fantastic show. Thanks for hanging out with me in the interim. I got Facts and Childress coming up here in just a second, but saw this earlier today. Six years ago yesterday, Clemson over Notre Dame in the monsoon. One of my favorite games ever in Death Valley. My favorite is still Louisville. 2016. Um, but this one was a fantastic one. I saw that was six years ago yesterday. Also, if you did not know, during the pandemic, in the early part, last, not this past summer, but the summer before, summer of 2020, uh, my friends and I over here at Pronk Studios in Greenville put a show together called Clemson's Greatest Games, where we went back and looked at some of our favorite Clemson games of the Dabo era. And that is one of them. That episode right there actually won us an Emmy Award. If you want to check that out, you can go to ClemsonTigers.com. If you look in the media section, there's Clemson's Greatest Games. You can go back and look at all the episodes. But go and find the Notre Dame episode. Just to remember, six years ago yesterday, for all of you who were there or watched it on television. All right, so I'm going to go to the phone lines now, bring in Faxon Childress to talk a little Braves, a little NFL. Faxon, how's your Monday going? You know, it's going pretty well, and uh, with the scheduling announced for the MLB playoffs today, it got that much better, so I'm excited for uh, these upcoming sporting events over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I am too. Before we talk about the times and the matchups, a couple of statistics that came out today about the Braves. Braves Max Freed was named NL Pitcher of the Month. He went 3-0 and in September with a 1.5 ERA and six starts. He also had that complete game shutout at San Diego, which might have been the best pitch game and most timely great pitch game of the season. For the Braves, he had 36 strikeouts, 7 walks. He did really well. And then also, Duvall had 113 RBIs. Riley had 107. Ozzy had 106. Finishing 1, 2, and 3 in the National League in RBIs for the Braves. 
And again, Duvall did some of that when he was with the Marlins earlier this center this season. But one, two, three is pretty impressive, Faxon. And it's the first time the Braves have had three hitters with 100-plus RBI since 2003. The Braves are peaking at the right time. Indeed. And, you know, as a Braves fan, you can't help but think, how good would this team have been with the two-corner outfield? I mean, honestly, the entire starting outfield. Uh, from the beginning of the season with Ozuna in left, Pache in center, and then obviously the MVP favorite before injury, Ronald Lacuna Jr. in right field. So there's a lot uh, to look forward to in the future if you're a Braves fan. But this year, you know, like I said, you're down those guys, but you're still right in it. The lineup is hot at the right time. The pitching is smoking hot right now and looking like they can compete with anyone. So, you know, I wouldn't count out the Braves just yet if I were you. Yeah, you and I have been talking about this a lot. They did announce the times for the NLDS, Braves taking on the Brewers. First two games in Milwaukee. Game one is Friday, 437 first pitch. Saturday, 507 first pitch. So it's good that it's a Bra- it's a Clemson bye week on Saturday so we can enjoy the Braves. What do you think about the uh, pitching matchups and just overall those first two games in Milwaukee? I'm going to use the old adage that I always do when you're the road team and the first two games of the playoffs just find a way to win one of them right yeah and so game one pitching matchup Braves have already announced that their starter will be Charlie Morton and the Brewers have announced that their starter will be Corbin Burns when you look at Morton 38 years old at this point uh tons of playoff experience with the Rays the Astros dating way back and Charlie Morton someone who's always elevated his game at this time of year as we've seen with his last couple of starts and he elevates his game even more in the playoffs super seasoned veteran and just a great pitcher overall now can't undersell Corbin Burns and the Cy Young caliber year that he had this year. He's really good at keeping his walks down. He broke the MLB record at the beginning of the season for the most strikeouts without a walk. And he broke the MLB record at the beginning of this year for most batters in a row, not walks. So he's really good at keeping people off the base pass. But with that being said, the Braves have had some success against this star-studded Brewers pitching rotation earlier in the season as they were able to get to to Burns uh, when they played in Suntrust Park. That's right. And they were yep. also able to get to Brandon Woodruff, who was the Game 2 starter that will be facing off against Max Fried. Um, the Braves' goal, as you said, should be to win one game. If the Braves can win one game in Miller Park this weekend, they're in great shape, and they control the series going back home to Truist Park. And I think there they would have a chance to close it out if they are able to get one game. Yeah, I think so as well. And one thing about Charlie Morton, Faxon, is he's he's been a really good pitcher over his career. If you would say he's been a good to really good pitcher during the regular season, he's been a really good to great pitcher in the postseason, and that's what the Braves are going to need from him on, on Friday night. Yeah, and once again, Morton just always does such a good job at elevating his game at this type of year. He did it with the Astros. He did it with the Rays. Like We've seen him do it over the course of his career, and he's seemingly just getting better with age as well. It's just really miraculous. And you know, last year, obviously, he wasn't able to pitch in the playoffs. But I really think that this is a year in which Charlie Morton can establish himself as one of the best players, uh, one of the best pitchers of our lifetime, and he'll be looked back as a super underrated pitcher. I mean, when you look over the course of his career, consistently sub four ERA, really good strikeout numbers, good job of controlling the ball, and he's got good yeah. stuff as well. So. If he were able to add another World Series ring to that resume, possibly in the future, or another insanely good playoff run, we'd be talking about a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yep, we really could be. Uh, game three and game four in Atlanta. Game four, of course, if necessary. Game three will be scheduled for Monday. Game next Monday. Uh, game four would be next Tuesday. Game five would be next Thursday in Milwaukee. I think you and I are both kind of feeling like Braves in four. Is that kind of where you're at right now? 
I, I really think the Braves are going to win this series. And, you know, when you look at Game 3, the probable pitching matchup is Ian Anderson for the Braves, Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta was the one pitcher in that Brewers series that was able to have some success against the Braves. But I think that this Braves pitching staff is peaking at the right time. When you look at Morton and what he's done over the last two months, when you look at Max Fried, obviously he wins NL Pitcher of the Month. He's been fantastic. And then when you look at Ian Anderson and his last couple of starts after, honestly, it's just his entire body of work post his IL stint where he was having some issues with his shoulder. He's come out and he's been lights out. He's been pitching deep into games with, uh, as well, which is big for him. And uh, that's been an issue for him in the past. So when you look at him and versus Peralta in that game three matchup, I think it's a coin flip, honestly. And if the Braves are able to win that one, I think they're going to go all hands on deck in that game four. I think you're going to see you know what to get the ball to begin with, but we don't hesitate to see other people maybe come out of the Braves bullpen to really, because they know the urgency, especially after losing to St. Louis. Uh, two years ago in that game four, they know what the urgency level is and how you can't slip and let it get to a game five. And especially now that it, the Brewers are playing at home for a potential game five, uh, the Braves really need to get this done in four and they need to get it done on their home soil. Yeah, I think so. I think the experience is going to make the difference. Fourth straight playoff appearance for this Braves team. Brewers in and out of the playoffs over the years. I just think uh, you and I are both thinking really good things for them. Uh, real quick, you've got probably the best two wild card games, at least on paper, of all time with Yankees-Red Sox tomorrow night, Cardinals-Dodgers on Wednesday night. I already said earlier in the show, let's just get rid of the Dodgers in the National League. They won their World Series last year. We don't need their madness again this year. Pulling for the Cardinals there. Yankees and Red Sox, I don't like either one of those teams. Where's your head at on those two games? Um, I'm going to pick the Yankees and the Dodgers, which is probably the boring and safe pick, but <laughs> I think they're both the, the right pick. I mean, when you look at the Yankees, I'm not going to bet against Garrett Cole getting the ball. That would just be stupid of me. So if Cole yep. implodes and the Reds, I think the Red Sox have been pretty fortunate this year with a lot of luck. Um, I, I still think they're a really good team, but I think the Blue Jays are better than them. And, you know, obviously they finished one game back, and then the Athletics were a couple games back and dealing with some injuries. The Mariners were right there in the mix. So there's a lot of controversy over whether the Red Sox should even be in the playoffs or not. Um, I think the Yankees won that game. I think Garrett Cole is better than any. I think Eovaldi has been named the starter for the Red Sox. I don't trust him fully, so I'm going to pick the Yankees yeah. over there. I'm going to reluctantly pick, pick the Dodgers. But baseball is a sport where one thing can happen and games can get – get out of hand so quickly that it really wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals were to win that game. I mean, yeah. the Cardinals are throwing Adam Wainwright, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, who's got a ton of experience. So there was, there's no one I'd rather be turning to in that moment to give the ball to than Wainwright because he's just got so much experience. The moment isn't going to overwhelm him. And also in a wild card game, it's a different dynamic because you have to think ahead for the next series. But if you lose, you go home. So all hands are on deck. You're bringing whoever you need to out of the bullpen. You're subbing in whoever you have to to win the game in advance. So it's a, it's a different game. It's a different style of game. And we've seen some really good wildcard games over the last couple of years. So hopefully both games will just be entertaining. Yeah, no uh, no doubt. I think it's going to be some good stuff there. I know you're excited about it. We've also got, uh, before I let you get out of here, I know I kept you a couple minutes longer than I said I would. In about 30 seconds, your take on Raiders, Chargers tonight. Everybody's on the Chargers, which make me makes me think maybe the Raiders can find a way. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Raiders tonight. Um, I really like what Gruden's been doing this year. Derek Carr is throwing the ball well. Josh Jacobs just got ruled active after most people thought he was going to sit tonight. Uh, I really like how Derek Carr has been able to spread around the ball this year. Uh, I do like Justin Herbert and the Chargers a lot, but, I mean, the spread on this game is only two and a half or three points, so I don't know why everyone, like like you're saying, it seems like everyone's hopping all over the Chargers, so I'm going to go that yeah. I'm going to go Raiders. Yeah, I am as well. Faxon, uh, as always, thanks for hopping on with me. You're going to be a fun week of sports, man. Hope to see you soon, okay? Yeah, thank you for having me.
Yep. Facts of Childress, you can catch him tomorrow night between 7 and 8 on 4th and 16 with Ellis Tolbert that will be right here on the Roar this week. And don't forget about uh, the Morgan Thomas Show Thursdays nights from 7 to 8. I hope you guys had a couple of fans again at the Tiger Tailgate Show on Saturday come up to me and tell me how much they're enjoying all of the programming that the Roar has added here over the last couple of months. My show on Monday nights, Ellis on Tuesday nights, Morgan on uh, Thursday nights. So some good stuff across the board there. Folks, thanks for hanging out with me. Coming up next is going to be Tiger Calls with Dabo Sweeney and Don Munson. Should be some great stuff there. If you missed it earlier, Will Taylor, unfortunately, tore his ACL, and he is going to be out for the season and also probably miss a portion of the baseball season. Justin Ross and Braden Galloway are in concussion protocol, expected to be back, hopefully be back, by next uh the next game, which will be next Friday, because we've got the bye week. And then Davis, Goodrich, Green, and Putnam all expected to get back in the mix as well. Tigers getting healthy, have a bye week, getting ready for Syracuse next Friday. You guys enjoy your night and enjoy Tiger Calls. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Calpens, 97.5, WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Clemson Roar, Greenville, where every day is game day. The Tiger Calls with head coach Dabo Sweeney, presented by ClemsonTigers.com. Brought to you by Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Whether you're in the stands, at the tailgate, or in your living room, nothing goes better with football than Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Founders.